0: Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm your host, Ben James. We're into the first fallow week of the Six Nations. And of course, Wales are heading into it with two defeats from two, uh, having lost to Scotland and England in the opening rounds. But despite all that, it's not all doom and gloom, uh, given the context of Welsh rugby and this youthful squad. There's plenty of positives for Warren Gatlin to have taken from those first two rounds. Of course, we are heading into the biggest test of the tournament, And that is the trip to Dublin to take on Ireland, arguably the best team in world rugby, uh, have won 19 out of their last 20 games. It's three years since Wales last beat them and nine years since they last beat them in Dublin. So it's a massive test. And uh, for this podcast, we'll be hearing from Wales and Scarlet Scrum half, Kieran Hardy. It's a slightly shorter episode than usual, but hopefully, thanks to Kieran, it's still a good one nonetheless just want to take this opportunity to plug Wales Online's new Inside Welsh Rugby newsletter. It's a a new paid-for weekly newsletter uh, that is available on Substack, basically bringing you more in-depth analysis and news from the world of Welsh rugby. Uh, It's just £10 for the entire year at the moment. That's a Six Nations special offer. I think after that it'll be £40 for the entire year. Just bringing you a little bit more detail from behind the news, all the biggest issues in-depth analysis and as an extra bonus there's no ads and it will come directly to your email inbox so what's not to love about that on our social medias and on the website uh you'll be able to find links to sign up to that without further ado let's hear what kieran hardy had to say delighted to be joined
1: on the podcast by Wales scrum off kieran hardy kieran uh, how you doing mate yeah all good obviously back in training today um Looking through the weekend's game, uh, what we could have done a bit better and hopefully build now towards Ireland. What's, what's the mood like in camp? I mean, obviously
0: it's two defeats, but I think given the context of what what the squad was coming into this and, and, and what Welsh Rugby's like, it feels like there's a lot of positives to take from those
1: defeats, even though it is, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of positives to take from the first two games, obviously results aside, and we know we can be a little bit better in the finer details of the game to make sure we get over the line. But um it's plenty to be pleased about. Um and in fairness, all the boys that have come in, you know, brought some energy to the group and um I think this team could be um a really good side in a in a couple of months when we learn together and we grow together. How
0: how does the sort of this camp differ to what camps were like last year, because it's been, I suppose in the last, even the last year, it's been three very different sort of camps. And, you know, last year Six Nations was obviously very testing for a number of reasons off the field. Then the World Cup was obviously a longer camp and and quite positive, but it's a a newer camp now and it's, it's probably just sort of almost ripping it up all over again and starting from afresh.
1: Yeah, it feels a little bit like that. Obviously, like I said, a lot of new faces coming in. Um, it's quite refreshing with those boys. They obviously bring a bit of energy and um, obviously some different thoughts on how they play the game. So it's nice for us to have uh, new faces in the group. And um, we are trying to build together and build, obviously, for the future. And But ultimately for us now, it's about winning um, these next couple of games and making sure we finish strong.
0: You mentioned the new faces. Who in particular has sort of impressed you coming into, into
1: this squad? I think um, I think Alex Mann's been fantastic since coming in. Um, real energy, real work rate um, about his game, and you know he's got better as as the games have gone on so far. Cameron winner has been fantastic at the back. Um, obviously, shame for Archie last weekend the way it ended with his injury. But um, those are the boys. You know we want to be coming in and add into the group. I think it's not just coming in and bringing energy. I think they're adding something different and making boys think about um, different things and Alex seems to run pretty good lines off scrum half doesn't he so uh... yeah he does it helps, yeah <laughs> he's um he's got a fantastic work rate alex uh, i've been very surprised with him and impressed with him um obviously for a young kid he's quite mature and um he obviously reads the game very well to be in the positions that he's in on the field and he's got he's got two tries in two games which is uh which is pretty unbelievable really in his first two caps
0: what have they been like, I guess, around camp in terms of in-meetings? Because, you know, someone like Cam is, he's a very quiet lad. You know, I think Jockey would basically says he wouldn't say boo to a goose, whereas Alex does talk a bit more. Um, but this is, a, obviously, it's a new environment for them, and it, it's a whole new level up coming into Wales. So what, what have they been like?
1: I guess it varies on the individual. Um you know, I, I think Alex is someone who would be able to speak up and be quite confident about doing that. And Cam, like you said, he is quite quiet, but he does his, he does his job on the field and um, he talks plenty on the field. So I think everyone's obviously got different ways of communicating and some boys are more natural leaders than others. Um, but we're seeing them all in, in their differences in training and off-field. Uh, and in terms of, I guess, the, the, this group,
0: obviously there's a lot of new players, I think, there's about eight or nine six nations debutants as well as those five uncapped players from from the world cup what's happened to things like committees who's who's taken charge of things i know sam costello's taken over laundry from dan that's sort of been bestowed bestowed onto him but what else has sort of come out in the wash in terms of all the change from france
1: um, a lot of the younger boys obviously got new roles in the group now it's time to step up a little bit with a, a bit of change in the group um, but it's good for those boys to be out of their comfort zone and in different roles um, Costy's obviously leading the laundry there's been a, a couple of errors so far on his behalf I think but um, I think all in all been pretty good um, the fines are still run by the same committee which is interesting um, which is Gareth, George, um, Beedie's in there there is one other, I can't really remember, but you've got to be pretty careful on what you do uh, and we the team room and not leaving stuff around. They're pretty hot on that, but obviously it's quite nice to have those committees and you know, it gives you a role within the team and something to do off-field to make sure that you know, we can perform then on the field. Anyone racked up any big fines? Yeah, I remember Nick Tompkins was getting caught a lot in France for being late. Uh, Nick is usually up there with fines. Yeah, he's um he's one to lose his kit. He obviously claims that the boys seem to steal his kit when he's not looking. But um he's always up there. Um I actually lost my gum shield last week, the new one, um which I'm pretty sure I'll be fined about. Um, but a new one actually came for the game, so there's obviously a lot of fines and. You know, it's, not, it's not intentionally boys trying to be fine and trying to lose out, but you know it happens, and um, it's good for the morale of the team. And I think everyone gets up for those kind of meetings, and it's a bit of a laugh as well. So that's not is that a gum shield with the is that with the head it's, thing? It's in the as new well. one for the concussion <laughs> testing. I actually, uh, I, I actually don't know what I did. It fell out my sock in training, um, and then I, I don't know what I did after that. There's someone wandering around the veil now with with, There's with, someone, with a decent bit of kit. yeah. And if you've got it, can I have it back, please?
0: What, what committees are you on any committees what are you I'm
1: actually on um food committee um which i haven't we haven't done loads to be honest at the moment because obviously we've got Andre in camp and um he's been fantastic and he always is um but we're trying to get some new ideas trying to bring people in um some caterers in for different weeks just to try and you know change it up for the boys and give them something different how, how long have you been on is that just this tournament or is this it? is the first time I've actually been on food, so it's a bit of a learning curve for me as well um Obviously boys are obviously quite picky with their food and there's always something to moan about. But um, yeah, something different and trying to bring in new ideas. And I was usually on, last time I was on Thought of the Day, which is uh, which is pretty different to this one <laughs> because every bus journey on now and you get a little bit nervous thinking what you're going to say. But um, ah, it's a nice new role and um, boys have all taken to them pretty well. Who's on entertainment these days? Is Corey Domachowski still? I'm not actually sure what Corey's on. Um, I know he's got enough to say. Um, which he probably would be on, on he sort of goes, he goes beyond committee I th- actually it? <laughs> I think he's on joke of the day which would suit him pretty well uh, the entertainment committee obviously we had bingo last week um, when well, we stayed in on Monday night I think which is something for the boys you know they were all spending time together off the field as well as on the field um, because some boys are obviously different after you know training and stuff they want to just be on their own or you know time to unwind or whatever but it was nice to do some bingo last week and there's obviously a bit of a laugh involved as well
0: because what's it like finding that balance? Because, it can't, you know, the Six Nations is a, is a long tournament and you do spend a lot of time here. How do you sort of find that balance of, of being able to switch off in this, in this environment and, and, and get away from the rugby?
1: Yeah, I think it's key, obviously, because you want to be mentally prepared for every session, for every week and all the challenges that come with that. So I think for us it's being... Close as a group off the field is only going to benefit us on the field, um, and there's obviously a lot of stuff that we're doing or trying to do as a group off the field, which will help us in the long run um, and make us tighter as a group. I know Dan Biddy used to organise coffee mornings. We actually had um, a coffee company come in last week on Thursday, uh, or was it Tuesday last week? I can't remember. Um, but That was pretty good. Obviously, someone to come in. I think it was Clifton Coffee. My lord, say that. They came in and uh, spent spent the day with us and um obviously it was nice, you know, something different and something the boys can get excited for and obviously build relationships off the field. It's probably about fifteen different Welsh rugby players now annoy you. It's not their coffee brand. It seems to be everyone's <laughs> I know, we're running out of coffee brands really, so um if anyone else wants to step in then that'll be good.
0: What's the dynamic like between the three scrum offs in the squad? Obviously, you guys have been pretty established now. Obviously, you know, there's been other scrum-offs who've come in, obviously Reese Webb last year, but you, Thomas, and Gareth have been vying for this sort of this jersey for, for quite a while now.
1: Yeah, and it's it's obviously a challenge. Um, obviously, we all we all get along really well off the field, um, but I think obviously, ultimately, all of us want to be the best. Um, we want to play in the nine shirt as many times as possible. But it's that competition that only makes us better players, um, driving each other. Um, Speaking with each other about ideas, about what, you know, what kind of thing we're looking for in games. Obviously, we've all got different strengths, um, and it's about bringing that to your game. But I think it's good that we've got that relationship where we can, you know, we're actually good friends off the field. But when we get down there, we all want to prove why we deserve the nine shirt. And you mentioned obviously reviewing the weekend's
0: game uh, in the last couple of days. How how close do you feel that this Wales team is to? things clicking because it is very early in the process you know this is a rebuilding process and you know you talk to people at the regions and a lot of these young guys aren't going to really have the experience until sort of a year in the line maybe warren doesn't have that luxury but it does feel like the building blocks are coming together quite quickly
1: Oh yeah, it does, and you know I think a lot of people wrote us off before the competition had even started, um, with the players that you know the change of players that we've had in the in the last couple of months. But I think obviously it's really exciting um, the way. Obviously we haven't won any games, but you know we we know we can be better. You know the first half against Scotland was wasn't really us and it didn't really look like the side that we spoke about being but the second half you've seen glimpses of us playing really good rugby and you know we were probably unlucky not to come away with a result in the end and at the weekend it was a bit a bit of a different game a bit more of an arm wrestle which you always expect against England but you know, I think there was a couple of moments there where you know th- that game could have gone either way and I think it is really pleasing for the group that you know we are young and there's a lot of things to learn as a group but we're in those we're in the position to win those games and that's what Test Rugby is they come down to fine margins That's the key isn't it it is
0: Test Rugby and it It comes down to a winning style of rugby and I think Saturday probably showed that I know Dan Biggers spoke about ITV that it's it's those key things you know like George Falls fifty twenty two. but it does feel like with the squad that you've got Warren wants to play a a fast temper of rugby and be a bit more expansive and and as a sort of scrum off that must be exciting because I imagine you just get to run nice cheat lines and, and hopefully get on the end of outside breaks
1: yeah it is good Um, obviously we want to play as quick as possible in every game Um, but obviously there's an element of the game where game management comes into it as well we've got to be quite smart in where we want to play the game but I think where we've been pretty good in the last couple of weeks is we've actually seen the opportunities to go regardless of where we are on the field and we're all good enough rugby players to see it and you know if the opportunity's there then we can take it Um, and I think that's the balance that we probably need to get right moving forward, when to pull the trigger and when probably to wait a little bit and maybe go to the A and ask a few questions of them that way and get some territory. But equally, obviously, we want to play as quick as possible. So it's um, for a group, there's a lot of learnings for us there about how we want to play the game. Obviously, I mentioned at the start of the pod, it's been three very different camps. Looking
0: back to, to sort of where we were literally this time last year, I think it was Valentine's Day, was when the sort of the strike action came about. Thinking back to a year ago, did you sort of think that this is where we'd be a year on with a fair bit of positivity sort of surrounding the the national team and in terms of, you know, the potential of, of where it can grow?
1: Yeah, we prob- probably were unsure of what was going to happen in the next couple of months after this time last year. Um, but obviously all all we can do as players is, if selected, and when we're back at our regions is, is make sure we put our best foot forward but make sure that... Um, the team, the team continues to move forward. I think obviously what we can deal with is on-field at the moment and make sure that we do our jobs on the field and in training and be as professional as possible. Um, and the things off-field tend to deal with themselves. I think obviously last year we got caught up in a situation where nobody wanted to be in. I think everybody ultimately wanted to play that England game. Um, but obviously there was a few off-field things that needed to be sorted and um, we got there in the end. And I'm glad the boys obviously stuck up for themselves a little bit and got what we wanted.
0: I suppose what made it more surreal last year was there was the Netflix cameras <laughs> hovering about. Uh, they're, they're here this year, aren't they? Yeah. What, what, what's that like? Um, don't feel like you see them as much, to, to be honest, this year, didn't Uh
1: Yeah, it's obviously, it is a bit different, having them in meetings and, you know, a, a couple of players who they actually follow around and um, follow through the gym and down to the field and obviously a few interviews, Um but we try. We try not to think about it too much, to be honest. Um, for us, it's just about getting on with our job every day and trying to make sure that we're improving. And obviously, they're just they're just part of the team at the moment. They just seem to be everywhere with us, so um, we, we don't really focus on it too much. But obviously, we know um, we know what what's coming with it. Who are the players they're sort of following around at the minute? Or is that in the lock and key? I, I I'm pretty sure they're following George. They seem to be around George a lot. I'm not actually 100. <laughs> percent that might be wrong um but obviously i think i think the netflix thing in general is really good for rugby and brings a lot more eyes to the sport um i actually watched the formula one one on netflix and then ended up actually watching formula one a little bit so obviously the more people we can get um introduced to rugby and watching rugby the better it is for the brand and the game
0: i guess that all ties into sort of how you want to play the game and and the performances we've seen from these first two rounds you know because if you look at the regions sort of seeing this Cardiff and the Ospreys the way they're trying to play and then that second half against Scotland nothing I guess brings in maybe supporters who are a little bit fed up than than that sort of rugby
1: yeah and I think obviously um, there's no secret of the regions you know we haven't probably fired as well as we would have liked this year I can only speak on behalf of the Scarlets and probably you know there's a lot of results there that we wish were different and we could have done differently in games and they probably would be different but equally, I think, you know, with the younger group that we've got, um, there's an element sometimes of they play with no fear. And I think you've seen that against Scotland. I think um, there, were, there wasn't really any cause of them to be any fear to go out there in the second half and throw the ball around a bit. We had nothing to lose. And I think you get that a little bit with younger boys and inexperienced boys coming in where, you know, they, it's a bit of more of a follow-me attitude and they were going to do what they're good at to influence the game.
0: And I guess that lends itself nicely to the next game because well, Wales haven't won in Dublin for, for quite a while and Ireland obviously didn't didn't get past the World Cup Cup Finals but they're a team that's won a lot of games recently. Yeah. I guess and it's just having that belief that you can
1: go out there and, and yeah, do Yeah, I, I think obviously you got to. I think the moment that we don't believe that we're going to go out there and, and beat them is, is the moment we may as well give up and not even bother. So I think for us it's an exciting challenge. Obviously I think they didn't you know they didn't get to the final of the world cup or the semi-final that they wish for but i still think they're the best team in world rugby at the moment um they play the best rugby and obviously they're not so much in a transition phase you know the boys they've got there have been pretty consistent for the last four years but it's a big challenge for the group and i, th- I think it's something we've got to embrace and really look forward to um and make sure we go out there and put our best foot forward and um, really challenge them well, perfect well thanks for joining us kieran really appreciate you being on the podcast Ja, <laughs>